I, I never know what to expect when I get here. Um, but I do love that it's sunny today. And so there's a little bit more energy, I think, because, you know, the sun helps. It's fake spring. It's fake spring. Yeah, it's the first it's <laughs> Indiana. Indiana for you. Yeah. The, this week, as I was uh, reflecting on our text, which we'll get to here in a moment, I was thinking, you know, how often do we find ourselves kind of face-to-face with someone and we just don't know how to respond to the person? And I thought about this especially as this might be creating some sort of new scenario for us or provoking some anger or conflict or just increasing our anxiety overall. And then as I was thinking about this, I thought, well, when our kids were toddlers, I really had no idea uh, how to respond to them sometimes (laughs) at all. And eventually I found a couple of resources that were actually helpful. I'm quite skeptical of a lot of parenting resources, but I found a couple that were, that were helpful. Um, one was conscious discipline and the other is easy to love, difficult to discipline, which is an awful title for what the book actually offers. Um, but very, very helpful. The thing is, is that they both started with the same topic, me. And I will just say that my mid twenties self uh, was not expecting that, right? And then I began practicing these nuggets of wisdom that I found in these resources, and I began to see both myself and our children a bit more clearly in those everyday moments when I was just praying that God would show the way with each step as I just tried to keep up with these kids, right? Maybe you've experienced something similar as you've navigated the world, or particularly as you've realized that seeing others begins with seeing yourself. Today we're going to talk through Matthew chapter 7 as we continue looking at Jesus as wisdom, as teacher, and how his teachings inform our identity and the rhythm of our lives. Between last week's content and this week's text, Jesus has been showing the people how to see creator's good road and what life is like along that road, particularly in relation to doing good, praying, fasting, storing up possessions, allegiance and where our allegiance lies, uh, and worrying about daily needs or provisions. And then he addresses being sustained by creator. And that brings us to chapter 7, verses 1 through 11, and I'll be reading from the First Nations version. If you don't have one, you're welcome to take a copy. Um, and if you, if you don't have one uh, in, uh, in front of you, you can just listen along as well. Uh, there are supplies on the table, so you know the drill. If you'd like to you know, do whatever uh, while I'm reading or talking, that's fine, um, to put thoughts down or reflect. Okay? Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. If you do not want to be judged, then do not judge others. For the way you judge others will come back to you full circle. Think of it this way. How can you see the speck of wood in the eye of another when you cannot see the log in your own eye? How can you say, here, let me help you, when you cannot see that you need even more help? Stop pretending to be something you're not. If you will be honest about yourself, you will then see clearly enough to help others. Take care not to give what is sacred to the ones who will turn on you and treat you with disrespect. 
For who would toss an eagle feather into the dirt to be trampled on? Let your prayers rise like smoke to the great spirit, for he will see and answer you. Every step is a prayer. And as you dance upon the earth for the things you seek, the way will open up before you. In the same way as you search for the true ancient pathways, you will find them. Answers will come to the ones who ask. Good things will be found by the ones who search for them. And the way will open before the ones who keep, de- keep dancing their prayers. Creator sets free who is Jesus took a piece of fry bread and a fish from a basket. He lifted the fry bread up high for all to see. What father, if his son wanted fry bread, would give him a stone to eat? Then he lifted the fish up high. If he asked for a fish, would he give him a snake? If fathers with bad hearts know how to give good gifts to their children, then how much more will the great spirit, who is your loving father from above, give good gifts to the ones who ask? This is the word of the Lord. All right, I promise I have fewer comments than the previous weeks on this text, which means we'll have lots of time for conversation here in our small groups and in our larger group here in a few minutes. All right, but uh, let me just share a few things. So verse one, again, Jesus shares about judgment, okay? Maybe you remember back in chapter five, he talks about judgment, right? And the word there for judgment is krisis in the Greek. And that word and the word in today's text have the same root, uh, which means separation. Usually through a trial where an opinion or decision is given concerning justice or injustice. And I want to reiterate again that this idea of separation squarely captures the result of sin or missing the mark of what God intends. So we might read the text this way. If you do not want to be separated, then do not separate others. For the way you separate others will come back to you full circle. You might say that this is what I experienced when I finally learned from those parenting resources that what comes out of me comes full circle, for better, for worse. Most importantly, attributing positive intent to the person in front of me became common practice. It became a way to perceive every encounter. Or as Dr. Shaniqua Walker-Barnes shares in Sacred Self-Care, which some of us are reading in our seasonal small groups, this, this practice was compassion turned inward, which is contagious. And over time, the wisdom of this practice became life-giving for me. Verse 5, I really like how this translation puts these verses. Stop pretending to be something you're not. Of course, this can be interpreted in various ways, maybe negatively or positively, I suppose. But more to the point, wisdom says, be honest about yourself. Be honest about yourself. In a way, this is about being known to yourself and to those around you. Being honest about yourself or being known is a spiritual practice that we're actually going to come back to in a couple of months in our sermon series leading up to Pentecost. So I'm going to let that sit for a bit. Verse 6 
is a much different translation in this First Nations version than what we're used to hearing. The words ask, seek, and knock come to mind, right? Oh, that's the next verse. This is verse 6. This is the real strange one. Do not give what is holy to dogs. Do not throw your pearls before the swine, or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. That's, that's the strange passage, right? And it is not translated th that way here. Rather, it's translated, take care not to give what is sacred, right, to the ones who will turn on you and treat you with disrespect. Some of the texts uh, that we're used to reading title this section, Don't Profane the Holy. Obviously, wisdom here is uh, not to throw away what is valuable, but I think this uh, First Nations translation is a little bit more helpful. And then, of course, we have some word choice here that is intended to contextualize the text for, uh, as an indigenous translation. And so instead of pearls, we have an eagle feather. I want to just say that the eagle and its feathers is a symbol of what is highest or bravest, strongest or holiest in indigenous cultures. It is what is sacred. Wisdom is like this. It is sacred. So, of course, do not give what is sacred to the ones who will waste it or turn on you. I was reminded as I was reading this that this has implications, too, as we refer back to what Jesus shares in chapter 5 about our enemies. And we might apply these two pieces of wisdom together. But, again, I'm going to let that just kind of simmer. Verse 7, let your prayers rise like smoke. The words of other translation here are those words that I just mentioned, ask, search, and knock, right? We, we can pick those up here in this translation, but we're really used to the text being um, put into that format, ask, search, and knock. But this says, let your prayers rise like smoke to the great spirit, for he will see and answer you. Every step is a prayer as you dance upon the earth for the things you seek. The way will open up before you. In the same way, as you search for the true ancient pathways, you will find them. Answers will come to the ones who ask. Good things will be found by the ones who search for them. And the way will open up before the ones who keep dancing their prayers. As I think about smoke, right, and how it moves, we might call this pattern more of a wandering or a wondering. And as every wandering or wandering step is a prayer, we might understand our existence, our feet on the ground, or movement itself as prayer, a constant conversation or communion with God. This movement for those who keep dancing their prayers in tune with the Spirit is what keeps the way or the kingdom open before us. The text continues with some good news that God will respond. Verse 9. Maybe not in the way that we hope or expect, but somehow with good gifts, like sustenance and clarity, depicted here with bread and fish rather than stones or deception like that of a snake. Right. This last week I uh, finished up the Transalpine stage race on my treadmill, of course. I didn't actually have the privilege of being in the Alps, um, you know, in Germany, but that, that's for another day. Uh, and as I was finishing this up, I was running with a very wise and young Australian woman named Lucy, and she made a comment that struck me. She said, we go slow on the uphill and a little faster on the downhill, and we dance along the technical parts. 
This is all part of what it means to be playing in the mountains. And to me, this sounded a lot like life following Jesus along the good road. The terrain is always changing, and the movement itself becomes a communion that continues to open up the way before us. Dancing our prayers in rhythm with the Spirit keeps the way or the kingdom open before us. This week, may we be encouraged to join the rhythms of the kingdom through seeing ourselves clearly, taking care of what is sacred, and dancing our prayers. It is the rhythms, the wisdom that we hold on to when life gets difficult, when the shadows and death are prevalent. May we be swept up in these rhythms, particularly as we head in to the Lenten season this week and follow Jesus to the cross. Amen. I want to give us uh, some time for wondering together in small group, um, so maybe move around if you need to to engage with some other folks. Um, as a reminder, if you could say your name, uh, maybe give a visual description, it's just good practice because we're going to do that as we reflect back in larger group here. Um, as well. And there are three um, points of conversation in the bulletin that you can look at there. What piece of wisdom stands out to you in this text? How does this passage speak to your or our identity? And then if you've got any stories to share, what are the stories of our particular faith community identity that come to mind or might be remembered through sharing? when reading this particular text, all right? So I'm going to give you uh, a little bit to converse in your, in your small groups, and then we'll reflect back to one another, okay? Going to call us together to see if there's any reflections that you've had um, that you would like to share with the larger group, um, and then we'll have a, a point of resonance. And if there's anyone on Zoom, Noah as well. Let me know if there's any comments there. Um, anybody have anything they'd like to share? spent a good amount of time discussing the passage that talks about how God will provide good things for you and how as Christians sometimes we struggle with that because it's been used you know to sort of re sort of justify a way of thinking where like nothing bad things aren't really bad because it's all part of you know God's good plan or maybe like if you were a better Christian God will provide more good things for you you know, so we were just kind of, I don't know if we came to like, like a, a positive conclusion of a better way to interpret the passage, but yeah, we were kind of sitting with that a bit. Any word or phrase resonate there with you? The idea that like bad things are bad. Yeah. Bad things are bad. Yeah. 
Thanks, Theo. Anyone else? I'm John. I have uh, brown curly hair, uh, and I'm wearing the only clean shirt I had that didn't have stains on. That's a story for another time. Um, but we were talking a little bit about this uh, metaphor of offering uh, prayers uh, up like smoke, and um, this idea that I think we oftentimes think of prayers is just sort of like a spoken text message. We're sort of like sending it, you know, uh, up to God, so to speak. Um, but if you're offering it out like smoke, uh, smoke is something that permeates the environment that you're in mm -hmm. and uh, literally moves out. I mean, if you're um, approaching a field that there's a bonfire, you can smell like it actually in, in, in invades the space that you're in. You know that it's there. And this idea of prayers being more than just sort of a, a text message sent up, but more of an outward expression of what you, what you hope for and what you value, and uh, that how that not only is something that's for God, but also that impacts your environment and can impact your community as well. Mm. Any resonance, word, phrase? Action. Say that again. Action. Action. Yeah. I, I walked up to many bonfires and knew that they were there before I got there. Yeah. The word picture. Kind of that, that permeated is the word that kind of sticks with me. Yeah. Yeah. The physics of prayer. John's going to write an article. <laughs> That's right. Anybody else? Brendan's got something. You'll say what Theo said? A second thing Theo said, huh? So I'm Brenda. I have dark hair with silver sparkles, as my sister-in-law would say. I'm wearing a white jacket today. Um, and one of the things we talked about is what's the through line? Um, and one thing Theo said was, if this were a public speaker, I would grade them poorly for having not good transitions between right. the topics. Yep. And, you know, what's the through line of all these topics? And then Theo said, maybe just be a good human. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> Any word or resonance there? Be a good human. Be a good human. Yeah, we kind of talked about that uh, tangentially in our group, too, in terms of um, this the ending section about dancing your prayers felt much more movement, life-giving, generative, um, human, right? And so there's, yeah, I'm kind of seeing that reflected in our own conversation, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's pray. I want to encourage you in this moment uh, to move your feet if you'd like, to get up if you'd like, uh, to dance as we pray. God, I thank you for the ways in which you are permeating our lives and the ways in which you are calling us to be good human beings made in your image, beautiful, 
divine within us. God, as we go about our days and our weeks ahead, might we be who you have called us to be, dancing our prayers in communion with you. May we be able to see ourselves clearly as we move about this earth. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. You can scroll there to your Lord's Table liturgy. Israel, you want to go get the kids? Cheers. All right. Um, just as a reminder, as we prepare to come to the Lord's table, it is open, and the communion elements are gluten-free but not allergen-free, and if you would like to be better connected or have a prayer request, um, you're welcome to chat with me. If I seem scary, which apparently I am for some folks, uh, and that's cool, um, you can fill out a connection card or, or click that link there and fill it out, and it should still come to me, um, and you can put uh, anything in the offering basket over there on the side, um, whether it's a gift or uh, a note or a connection card. All right. You can join in the bolded parts. As we gather for this memorial feast, as we seek to hear and understand his words, we proclaim that mystery we know as faith. Christ died, condemning sin to death. God raised Christ giving new life. Christ will come for us again, refusing to return to God empty-handed. Your Spirit gathers us these gifts and prepares the table for your people, blessed with your presence. Go forth, bring life to others. And who, set free from sin and death, Go to release neighbors and strangers from hunger, fear, doubts, and loneliness. The table of the Lord is open for all who would seek and accept the forgiveness Christ offers. <laughs> 